Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. Do you ever feel stuck? As if you can't seem to move forward despite doing what you have to do? It's almost like there's an invisible wall that you can't seem to cross. If that sounds like you, you're not alone. Most people find themselves stuck in different aspects of their life. It's nothing new, and it's definitely not unique to any person. But you can be able to get out of it, you can become more efficient, and you can see progress that you've always wanted. So today, we're going to have a conversation with St Rappaport. She's a productivity coach. She coaches people, especially growing entrepreneurs, to rewire their brains and achieve results. And now she joins us on the podcast to share more about the Fursting Methods. Specifically, we're going to look at how you can be able to take control of your lives, you can find focus, and increase productivity professionally and personally. We're going to look at some things regarding cognitive deficiencies, cognitive functions, and systems, better habits, and metacognition. So we're looking at a lot of things today regarding our brain, our mind, how we think, and how that can affect and how we can be able to utilize that to be able to help us in our productivity. So let's jump into this conversation now with Esty Rappaport. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here talking to you about this. It's my favorite topic to talk about. And the reason for that is because of the reason of the work that I do. When I was back in fifth grade, I still struggled with reading. Like I was able to read, but it was like really difficult for me. And I would just go to like these so-called top tutors and my parents were paying a lot of money for it and they were not really getting any results. Now, my mom's from Israel where there's a method called Feuerstein. It's super popular. They use it to help people in all different levels from Down syndrome to gifted and everyone in between, all different ages. And when she was trying so many tutors and nothing was helping, she's like, we have to actually not just try the reading part. We have to understand what's happening in the brain. Why is the reading not clicking? And she decided like, okay, the Feuerstein method is what works on the core of the issue, the way your brain actually thinks. So they brought in trainers from Israel and I started doing sessions here and it actually changed all aspects of my life, not just reading, but because it was like focusing on the core issue, all subjects in school changed, my relationships changed, I felt much more confident. Even like as I got older, my planning was became more productive and all those sort of things. So I saw how much it did for me and how much they don't have it here so much in America. They actually have it like in 40 countries around the world, but in America, it's like very, very little, very few people know about it. And I was like, okay, I'm the one that's gonna have to go and show more people what they could do with their brain. Well, it's really cool. I appreciate that. And I've worked in some small Christian schools and things like that, and some people that have had some various learning difficulties and things like that. And it is very stressful for everyone involved to try to get overcome those. So I'm glad that you were able to eventually get that help and be able to do that. And I appreciate the work that you're doing to try to help 
educate and help other people be able to overcome the issues in their life. Now, there's a lot of people, like I said, they get into their adult life and they don't really get a good grasp on that, even at that point. So they struggled through all of their schooling and that carries into other aspects of their life. And they try to make it because they want to be better. So they're looking at different productivity tips and things like that. Okay, how can I be able to hack this or hack that and be able to do it? But they're not seeing a lot of progress in that. Can you kind of explain like some of the things that you've seen along that way and maybe why those things aren't working for them? Yeah. So I like to explain it with an example of a cup. If you have a cup inside and there's holes in your cup, whatever you pour inside the cup is going to come out of those holes. As soon as you close those holes, then you pour any drink and it stays in the cup. Now, your brain is the same exact way. It has what's called cognitive deficiencies. We'll get to that in a minute. But it basically has these holes in your brain. And when you're trying all these hacks and these tips and you're taking these courses or reading books or whatever you're doing, trying to like so-called become more productive or improve a specific area of your life or learning this new technique, you're putting in all the work and you're putting all the effort, but it's just going right out of those holes. So when you close those holes, when you improve those cognitive functions, then all those other tips and hacks that so-called work now will actually work for your brain. Okay. So can you give an example of how that actually works? Yes. So let me give you a bit more background, science background, because it's getting too like science-y. Just like, let me know. We like it. Okay, so thinking is not one big thing, okay? The act of thinking is made up of what's called 28 cognitive functions. There are 28 parts to this act of thinking. Now, we all have weaker ones and we all have stronger ones. So don't feel like you're the only one in this. Just different people have it stronger in different areas. So when one of them are weak, then it's like those holes, right? When one of them are weak, then we have a hole in that aspect of our life and things just fall out. So I'll give you an example um, from my own personal life that actually happened in like was improved in my later years. I was always really good at planning. I would plan my day every day the night before, ever since like high school and I organized everything and I knew exactly what I was doing. I was going to get things done. However, I planned really backwards. I would literally need everything to happen right now. So let's say I needed to go and drop something off in the cleaners, for example, but I knew I would have to go to the cleaners again tomorrow. I would still go to the cleaners right now because this has to happen now, even though there's no reason, like I'm not wearing this for another couple of weeks, but I need to go to cleaners now because it has to happen now. My brain couldn't say, okay, this has to go on the back burner for a little bit. It's fine if it goes to the cleaners tomorrow. So I'd waste time going to the cleaners today and then going to cleaners again tomorrow when there was no need for it. Now, it wasn't because it was stupid. It was because one of the cognitive functions is called categorization, and it's about how your brain categorizes things. Now, that cognitive function in my brain was really weak, was a hole in my brain, and I literally thought I was doing the best thing by doing everything now, right? I was so good. I was getting so much things done right now, and I was always having everything done on time right away, but I was wasting so much time by doing things like working literally double as hard mm-hmm. because I had that hole. Now, actually, this didn't even get fixed when I was as a kid it actually only got fixed um, when I was doing my training later on because when you're doing the training you're also working on your own brain and I realized like oh my goodness what is happening on here and I was able to do specific exercises to train my brain to now focus and categorize correctly that now I no longer do that it's not even an issue for me anymore that's really interesting I can identify with that as well I wasn't always like a super planner as far as like I'm scheduling everything out but a lot of times I would get that idea. It's like, oh, this needs to get done. Let me do it. And I would try to focus on that instead of 
trying to batch things or it's like okay you're gonna do laundry let's just take all the laundry and then take that in or get it taken care of instead of little bits at a time and I, i'm sure there's probably a balance in there somewhere it's like i'm just gonna do my laundry once a month um i guess if you have <laughs> enough clothes that could work but no right so i like to say like it's not about changing the way your brain like completely and becoming like this whole new person it's about having new strategies so you could decide is it better to do it my old way or is it better to do it this new way sometimes like right and then you get the balance of what's more important when do you do what okay sometimes i write stuff down sometimes i don't so that's one of my little things and so maybe that's one of these things to where that it there, there's one of these cognitive deficiencies that i have towards like i get these great ideas and i don't capture them either writing it down or voice recorder or, or whatever and then i lose it and then i waste time trying to rethink about what that was and i don't get it and missed opportunity is is that something that you've come across as well yes that is like so my thing now i like to always say you want to work with your brain not against your brain and I used to go crazy by the fact that I would forget everything. Like memory is one of my weakest cognitive um, deficiencies. It's like I'm working on it really hard and it's taking some time, but it's like really, really weak. So whenever I get like these ideas, it's like, oh, I have this idea. But then like I know that I'm going to forget it in a second. So I created a system to work together with my brain. What I do is I have um, a piece of paper on my desk near me or it's on my phone on like my notes on my phone and as soon as I have ideas something that I know I have to do it goes right down on that paper like literally I could be in the middle of a session with a client I could be in the middle of a podcast recording I could be with anything I have that paper and I'm just going to write it down because that way I know I won't forget it and then my brain will be able to go back and focus on the session with my client and then I have it down on my paper now multiple times throughout my day I'm going through the paper and I'm clearing it out oh is it something that I have to do right now is it a message that I have to go and tell someone is it a question that I'm going to have later or whatever else I go and deal with it throughout the day so I have this paper here I write it down and then I make sure to use it constantly right so every person's brain works differently and you have to find the method that works for your brain like i remember i was once speaking to someone who had like a brain injury and afterwards he would literally like have short-term memory and they were it was like ruining their relationship so what they did was they bought a big huge whiteboard and they also they wrote things down on the board of what they have to do and that way instead of forgetting everything and not doing anything that he told his wife he was going to do simply because of his brain injury he always knows he goes back to the whiteboard and looks at the whiteboard um what he has to do so you have to find a system that works for your brain. I really like that. And there was one thing that you said in there is being able to write it down. Like even if you're in a session with a client or anything like that, so that you can then get back and focusing on that. And I thought that was another really powerful thing there because I've had that happen too, where it's like, okay, I don't want to forget this. So then you're focusing on trying to remember that thing that you're losing, whatever it is that you're supposed to focus on, whether you're having a conversation or you're reading or whatever, and you get yourself distracted. Yeah. It's literally like that thought overtakes your brain. Your brain knows that it's going to forget it. So it's like trying to remember, trying to remember it, but then like it's getting in your way of what you were doing otherwise. So yeah, exactly. I'm so for it. Yeah. So that is really, really interesting. I really am fascinated with the way the brain works and how that all these little things like play into it and it, whatever the neural pathways, whatever are created by these different things that we do. And our brain tries to find the easiest way to be able to do it and be able to make these things happen as we bring them in. And so as you were talking earlier about being able basically to fill the holes in the cup 
to be able to overcome the cognitive deficiencies that it sounds easy on the surface, but I know that sometimes that there's like years and years of habits and rituals and all that kind of stuff that play into why those are there in some cases, maybe not every case, but what are ways that people can be able to overcome some of those like negative habits to be able to create the better habits in that area? Totally. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm like straight out. This doesn't happen overnight. It takes months because like you said, you've been doing this for years and you literally have to create those new neuron connections. But once they're there, they're there forever because you created those new neuron connections. Now, it's a bit difficult for me to say, okay, go and do this instead of doing that because that it's almost like I'm just giving you another hack, right? Like another productivity hack, how to break your habits, right? Like a really good habit book that I love and I think everyone should read is Atomic Habits. I'm sure you've heard of it by James Clear, right? Like that's an amazing book, but again, it's like almost like hacks, like how to hack your brain to go and get there. So you'll find some things in the book really easy for your brain to do and some things in your, that for you specifically is harder because of those holes. So what I'm going to tell you instead is, is a little bit less like tangible, like go and do this, but it's what's going to make the difference. Mm-hmm. What you're going to want to do is for the next like couple of days, you have to be really like, it's going to take time. You really have to like be conscious about it and just mark down, notice what is going on throughout your day that you are struggling with. Like you may even be able to think of it right now. You know what? Every single time that like, my son acts like this, like I have no idea how to deal with it. Or every single time my boss gives me like a massive task to do, I just get overwhelmed and I don't know like even where to begin, right? So what you're going to mark down is specifically at what point did your brain like get overwhelmed, shut down, not be able to do this task? Because there are three phases of thinking. We have input, how we take in their information, elaboration, how we process the information, and output, how we tell the world what we know. Now, each one of the 20 cognitive functions are in one of those three phases. And what, depending where they're weak is depending where it's going to affect your life, right? So what you're going to do is as you mark down multiple points, you're going to be able to see which phase, input, elaboration, or output are you struggling with. Then you'll know what you could go and fix on. So every person is different. Every brain is different. If you start seeing, hey, these are five things that I struggle with. And I all struggle with the fact that I know what I'm meant to be doing, but I know I don't know how to actually start doing it. Then you can research ways. How can I do something when I know what to do, but I don't know what to do, right? Or as soon as I have so much information, like I walk into my house and it's a mess and I just get overwhelmed and I just sit down and binge Netflix instead, then you know it's in the input phase when tons of information is coming in. Yes. Uh, well, for us, it's uh, binging Disney Plus, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get that because yeah. you, see, you see the message and at least one aspect of it is like, okay, I don't know where to start. And so exactly. it's like, I, it's a mess. I know it needs to get done. I don't know where to start. So I'm not going to start as opposed to, I mean, I mean, one simple thing is maybe like, okay, I'm just going to start with something. Maybe it's not the best thing to start with. Yes. I was just about to say that. It's like, oh, trying not to interrupt. And you see, I just ended, ended up interrupting you anyways. <laughs> but literally no. we, what we do is when we rewire our brain is like we learn these strategies to overcome these specific cognitive functions. And one of them is that it's called making a starting point where you say, this is the specific thing thing that I'm going to start with. So literally, what is one thing that I could pick up and put in the garbage or go and put a load of laundry or wash one dish or whatever? And then your brain is like, okay, just one more, which is one more. And before you know it, your whole house is clean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that. No, that's good. And so that's exactly where my brain was going in that. And so because we come across that, I've learned to overcome 
a lot of that in the cleaning aspect because my mom was very big on cleaning. And so we had to really stay on top of our cleaning stuff. And so that was a help for me seeing her do the cleaning and having us do the cleaning as you kind of give direction. And so I kind of learned a little bit of that. My kids struggle with it sometimes. They're like, look at the whole mess. And it's like, I don't know how I can be able to do this. I mean, especially my youngest, um, well, all of them when they were younger. So she's five. And so it's like her room, you might see some floor because there's all the clothes and stuffed animals and pillows and blankets and toys and all this stuff that's just all over. And it's like, okay, let's work on picking up your room. And she's just kind of like, I don't know. I can't do it. It's like, it's like, okay, okay, let's start simple. Okay, let's pick up some clothes. Let's get that. Let's put it in the hamper. Okay, here, let's take these books, stack them over. And so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you could bridge that, but right. So you're really good at doing it at cleaning already. Now you could take that same exact concept of making a starting point, not just in cleaning, but also on work, right? So let's say I have this massive task I have to do. I don't know where to do it. It's so overwhelming and I never do this part of what I have to do then, okay, same thing. What's my starting point for here, right? Or if someone wants to decide they want to do like meal planning, but it's like so overwhelming for them to cook for like the next two weeks that they just never do it. Again, same type of thing. What's your starting point to be able to meal plan? Okay, now that's a good point. And so I think that's a really good, it's almost a hack, but it's more strategic. Yes, exactly. It's more strategic and works. It's not, the point of here is it's not just the cleaning, right? It's the way your brain is thinking about the cleaning or about the work. That way, if you get a new task that you're overwhelmed by, you don't need another hack to go and help you with that new task because now your brain already has that strategy and will know right away how to go and deal with it. Yeah, I really like this conversation because that's one of the things I want to do on this podcast and I strive to do is I try to bring in both the strategic and theoretical pieces of productivity and like, okay, here are some specific tactical things that you could be able to try because sometimes we need to be able to see the specific tactics and it's like, okay, here's some examples of what I can do, but I want to teach the strategic part because the tactics don't always work in every situation or for in this, what we're talking about today, it doesn't work for everybody because of the way our brains are wired. I think that's a really good conversation to have, to be able to really understand the how the strategy and tactical can work together. Yes. And you could like take it even one step further. Once you, let's say, take a tactic, you could go and take that tactic and turn that tactic into a strategy by saying, okay, what is the source of that tactic really? What's it really trying to tell my brain to do? And how else could I do it in other areas? That's really good. So what's the terminology for that? I want to say begin with the end in mind, but that's not quite what this is it's when you're breaking down something to figure out how it's made so i mean like like people do this with food all the time they're like oh here's this dish i want to learn how to make it so they take it and they analyze it somehow to figure out all the different ingredients that they need to put into it to make that food or whatever and then they can make it from scratch yeah we call it metacognition just like thinking about thinking everything here is with cognitive because everything's with the brain so metacognition is just thinking about the thinking (laughs) right I like that. I like things that are very meta in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Things. And so I had a podcast about podcasting. And so getting meta about in that area as well. But yeah, so there's a lot of different things. So you have a website and a podcast, Life Picks University. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and what you're trying to do with that? Yes. So actually, I don't know when this is going to hear, but we are doing a massive relaunch in just a couple of weeks. We're going to be taking every single week, uh, everyday strategy of 
something that happens in your life, right? Let's say going back to the example of what we said about the laundry, right? Or how to be punctual, okay? Let's do that just so I could give you more tips in this while I'm talking, giving you this example. So how to be punctual, it's right. It's not because you're lazy and it's not because your brain, like it is because your brain doesn't understand time. It's not because you're not trying and it's not because you haven't tried all these tips. It's because your brain struggles with the cognitive efficiency of time. One of those holes, one of those cognitive functions is called time. So we take an example of being able to not be on time and then understand why your brain is thinking that way because of the cognitive efficiency of time and then give you practical tips on how you could go and improve your brain's sense of time. So if right now your brain doesn't understand time, probably it doesn't understand how long tasks take simply because time is so abstract for it and it just, your brain can't begin to like comprehend it. So you may want to start by tracking how long tasks take you, right? Like you might think, oh, I take such quick showers. It only takes me five minutes, but really it takes you 12 minutes. Okay. Now that's still a fast shower, but when you're rushing to a meeting, 12 minutes is going to make you like late, right? Instead of that seven minutes. So by training your brain to think that way, or maybe you need to add some white space in your day, add extra time in your day for your brain to either catch up on time on activities or to like just reground yourself and get back into it and get back into the flow of time. So just different tips like that based on the struggle that we spoke about in that episode earlier. Hmm. Do you have a resource that explains what the different cognitive functions are? and things like that because at least to me i'm hoping that the listener would find it interesting as well and helpful so do you have a resource already or anything you would recommend yes i have what's called the cognitive function assessment where we go through every single one of the 28 cognitive functions and explain what it looks like when it's weak what it looks like when it's strong and you could see really where you are i'm on a scale from one through five with each one of them because right we could improve in all of them and we have stronger ones and weaker ones every single one of us so to get that you'll go to life picks university dot com forward slash cf because we're not going to get into the spelling of cognitive functions so life picks <laughs> p-i-x <laughs> university.com forward slash cf okay yeah very good i'll make sure to have a link to that as well as to your podcast because you have a podcast that talks about a lot of these things as well so is there anything that you'd like to leave our listener with as we wrap up this episode? Yes, I think there's one really, really defining factor into how you approach productivity in general, um, all areas of productivity, is in your mindset, right? There's the very big difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. I don't know how much you guys know about that, right? From Carol Dweck, Mm -hmm. who like she researched that that's literally the difference between what makes someone successful and like what makes someone not. And having that growth mindset of understanding that It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. You are going to fail. And it's about the process until you get to that end goal. So you don't have to be upset at yourself when you tried this new productivity tip and it didn't work or that when you heard something about cognitive functions and you're like still a little bit lost about it, it's okay. It's the process. You're beginning to learn about it. And as you go and you learn more about it, then you'll get better at it. And eventually you'll be an expert at it if you put enough time in it. So be patient with yourself and make sure to develop that growth mindset. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.